Welcome to Black Whale's Island. We don't get very many visitors here. Most of our visitors stay. Don't worry, the door will close itself behind you. No, not that room. Young Edgar is in that room waiting for Dr. Mann. The straitjacket he's in is a little tight, but it's for his own good. Ah, here comes Dr. Mann now. He will be with you shortly. Sit. I insist I am not mad. I didn't say you were mad, Edgar. I said you were agitated. I am not agitated, Doctor. I am simply upset. Of course. I understand you're upset. Get me out of this straitjacket. I can't breathe. I can't do that, Edgar. Not until we know you won't hurt yourself or someone else. I'm not going to hurt anyone. You killed a man, Edgar. You took a sledgehammer and crushed a man's head. The man's head was reduced to mush owing to your repeated blows. You did that, Edgar. I had to. You don't understand. The monster had killed them all. Every one of them. Who? Who had Dr. Poe killed? The patients. He went ward to ward selecting victims and murdered them. Why would he do that? I don't know why. Pleasure? Perhaps some crazed enjoyment seeing his unfortunate victims squirm as he subjected them to thousands of volts of electric current through the brain? He called it science, but it was not science. He took pleasure in their agony. Dr. Poe was my assistant, a fine doctor. And you're saying he was a, <laughs> a madman and not a doctor attempting to relieve his patients of unspeakable lunacy? I saw it with my own eyes. He electrocuted them and you're treating me like the madman. I'm not the madman. I saw what I saw. And when he came for me, I armed myself. You ran through the hospital, found a workman's sledgehammer. Then you used the weapon to murder Dr. Poe. Isn't that right? It wasn't self-defense, was it? Yes, it was. He would have fried my brain like the others if I hadn't stopped him. Perhaps we should start at the beginning. What were you doing here on Blackwell's Island? This is a restricted place, an asylum for the criminally insane. I came in search of my fiance, Nellie Bly. Who? My fiance, Nellie Bly. Nellie Bly, I've heard that name. My Nellie is a reporter for the Tribune. She's exposed the savage greed of John Rockefeller. Greed? The way his Standard Oil Company crushes competitors. I recall the stories. Muckrakers, isn't that what they call her and her cohorts? But why, pray tell me, why was she on Blackwell's Island? She had come undercover. Nellie feigned madness in order to be consigned here to Blackwell's. Her mission was to observe the notorious conditions to expose them to the whole world. When her conceit failed, she persisted. She began her investigation with a visit to the Kipps Bay dock. She asked I accompany her, and I did. Kipps Bay? That's where the corpses from here are taken on their way to permanent internment in the Potter's Field on Hart Island. Go on. We told the workmen we were medical students in need of fresh corpses for anatomical study. That and a few dollars bought us access to multiple coffins. Grizzly. Indeed, very grisly much more so as the night was cold and drizzling. 
The absence of moonlight painted a blackness I shall never forget. We carried lanterns with us, but the light was dim and flickering. Still, we proceeded from our blood-curdling investigation. The workmen laid the first pine box on the dock and pried the lid open. They dared not look at the contents for fear of seeing the face of evil itself. Understandable. Reluctantly, we peered into the funerary box at the lifeless contents, and from the first, we noticed something very strange. Strange? He, or more properly it, for the body no longer resembled a human being, was horribly deformed. He or she, whatever it was, appeared more like a roasted pig than a man. Roasted pig? Indeed. The skin had browned, crispy, much like a pig on a spit. The eyes had burned out and the tongue, oh, the tongue. What of the tongue? It protruded from the mouth, barely hanging, crushed by the enormous pressure of a bite. The man had almost bit his own tongue off. Certainly not the normal. Go on. It was clear from the mark across his chest, wrists, ankles that he had been tied down to prevent movement in what must have been excruciating pain. But the worst... Go on. On either side of his head, at the temples, were deep gorges into the flesh. It was where the electric current had passed through into the cranial cavity. The electricity had burned holes into his head. I say... We opened three more coffins. The only difference in the remains was the obvious extent of the agony of the poor victim before finally succumbing to death. Then we opened another. It was a woman, young, I would say no more than twenty. Her face was contorted in pain. Nellie wept. I tried to steady her, but the corpse in front of us was clearly young enough to be Nellie herself. I noticed a slight quiver of the eyelids, ever so slight. I thought to myself she must have been freshly killed, for rigor mortis had yet to set in. It was the only possible way the eyelids would quiver. And then... Yes? Then, God save me. Yes, then what happened? To our great shock, the poor woman sat upright in the coffin. I fell back, but Nellie held firm. She's alive, Nellie yelled. The poor thing is yet alive, that's what she said. My God, still alive? After all she'd been through? I wanted desperately to flee the scene, but Nellie would not. We cannot leave her here, she cried. Then she put her arm around the crumbling corpse to lift her out of the coffin. My God, this is too much for me to even think about. What happened, man? The, the poor woman vomited. Vomited? Indeed, she heaved onto Nellie's clothing. My word, what a story. The poor thing then fell back, finally at rest. I can readily understand the fright you have suffered. Anyone having gone through such a traumatic event would have lost their mind, as apparently you have. I tell you, Doctor, I have not lost my mind. I am as lucid and clear-headed as you. What brought you to assassinate Dr. Poe? Let's get to that. Well, as I have said, it was Nellie Bly's intention to come secretly to Blackwell's Island to expose the criminal goings-on. The boat delivering the bodies from the island also returned laden with empty coffins for fresh kills. Nellie decided to get on the island by stowing away on one of these empty boxes. Her plan was to jump off the boat on arrival to the island and to proceed surreptitiously to investigate. And did she? I pleaded with her not to do it. This is insanity, I said to her, practically bawling. She looked at me with those gray, deeply resolved eyes and told me to look upon the body of the young girl we had just beheld. Could we go on our way and not expose the horrors of Blackwell's Island? 
Of course, I could not disagree. This place is the work of the devil himself. So you assisted in this most ill-advised adventure? Indeed, I did. It should have been me climbing into that empty coffin. But it was Nellie. She climbed in, reached out to me one last time. I bent over and kissed her sweetly on the lips. She, she told me not to worry. I told her I could not but avoid horror until she returned to my side. And I closed the lid over her. The last I saw of Nellie Bly was a lock of brown hair. So you loved her? Of course I loved her. We were to be married that very next weekend. Our honeymoon was planned and paid for at the romantic Starlight Hotel on Coney Island. My mouth watered at the thought of fresh Long Island lobster and Coney Island blue crab. She should have been back by the same surreptitious route the very next night. What? The night passed, then the next, and then the next. The agony of wait was overwhelming. I wondered whether she had gotten off the island some other way, but no. No one had seen my Nellie from the fateful night she transported herself over in a pine box. So you decided... To come to retrieve my dearly beloved from the grasp of the evil on this island. But this island is off limits, and for good reason. The patients under our care are dangerous criminals. Many are accused of murder. They are criminally insane, incapable of judging right from hideous wrong. Many of our patients will not hesitate to cut your throat just to watch you bleed out. So how did you get on this island, Edgar? Tell me. I returned to Kipps Bay. The coffin boat was tied up and unattended. It had been my plan to pay the boatmen to take me across on their next trip, but they were nowhere to be found. So I lowered their lifeboat into the river and rowed with all my strength toward the hellish island. The current was swift and against me, and the wind blew fiercely into my face, spraying me thoroughly. The river carried me downstream, away from the place, more than once. But I pulled hard on the oar, and after several attempts, finally made it to the rocky shore. There were lights coming from the high barred windows, and I could hear cries and lamentations through the thick, settling fog. It was clear to me my mission would not be greeted amicably. I heard a dog bark angrily. From the increasing volume, I knew it was approaching quickly. I spotted an unbarred window on the second floor, and I climbed up the ivy. I smashed the glass with my elbow and entered the building. You entered this room? Yes, it was this room. And now, here we are. Where is she? Where is who? Where is my beloved, my Nellie? There is no Nellie, Edgar. Of course there is. Where is she? What have you done to her? Nellie is not here, Edgar. There is only your madness. Your delusions. I am not delusional. Free me from these restraints, I insist! You cannot hold me like this! I shall expose you myself, you... Calm down, Edgar. You're agitated. Of course I'm agitated! Free me! I insist! Soon enough, Edgar. Soon you will feel much calmer. Soon you will feel nothing. What? What are you saying? Nellie? Ellie, is that you? She's standing there beside you. My love, what have they done to you? Those corpses you saw, they were our failures. Nellie? Nellie, are those... Are those burns? Most patients 
survive our treatment and go on to live calmer, settled lives. Here with us, just as you will. In a few moments, the nurses will be here to take you over to the operating room. No, no! Really, Edgar, it is quite painless and only takes a moment. No, no, my Nelly! Nelly, what have you done to her? Unfortunately, Nellie's procedure didn't go well. What? What are you saying? Nellie, come help me out of these restraints! Please help me! Edgar, Nellie's not with us. She's on the boat to Heart Island. What? What are you... Perhaps you can join her? is played by Tristan Schaefer Goldman. The role of Dr. Mann is played by Carlo Fioletta. The play was written and directed by Tony Barone. Editing by Jim Calderella. <laughs>